Well, Lord, we know that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by human will, but by men and women moved by the Holy Spirit who spoke from you, O God. Move us today, Lord, as we hear your word read and proclaimed. Amen. We have two scripture readings today. Both of today's readings involve mountaintop experiences. Both stories occur six days after the preceding stories. In both stories, God speaks from a cloud. In both, the appearance of the central figures becomes bright, glowing, luminous. Both stories involve encounters with Almighty God. And after both, people are filled with fear. Listen now for God's word for us and first in the fourth chapter of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Now the first words of our reading from the 17th chapter of Matthew are six days later. In chapter 16, Jesus had asked his disciples who people said he was, and when he asked, who do you say that I am? Good old Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And good old Peter says, Oh, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. And Jesus tells Peter he's setting his mind not on divine things, but on human things. And then Jesus told his disciples, If you want to become my followers, deny yourselves and take up your cross and follow me. And then, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. 
While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about this vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What are you afraid of? In my training as a psychologist and in years of observing and decades of living, I've come to the conclusion that people are basically most fearful of two things, death and public speaking. Standing up here in front of y'all today, I gotta tell you, dying looks pretty good. <laughs> okay, well you know me better than that. But when I had to go talk to different groups and talk about blindness to a crowd that did not know me, and that little joke let me approach it, a difficult subject, I said people didn't really want to hear about blindness. You see, in the real research I had read, when people ranked their fears, what are you most afraid of? What's next? What fills you with fear? Well, people would say cancer came in first. Because we all know folks who've had that and suffered with that and how horrible that has been for so many people. It still is. And guess what came in second? Blindness. I can think of a whole lot of things worse than blindness, but that's what people said. So what, what fills you with fear? Disease, war, crime, poverty, coronavirus, COVID-19. I know, I got nurses here, I gotta say it right, COVID-19. <laughs> well, for me, and perhaps for you too, it would be for some tragedy to the befall people I love and cherish. That's my worst fear. Well, we read that when disciples heard God's voice, they fell to the ground. They were overcome with fear. Now, the change in Jesus' appearance, his transfiguration, and the voice of God filled them with fear. But you know what? This is not the first time Jesus scared people, filled them with fear. You remember what happened? What was the reaction when the wise men, the magi, when they came to Jerusalem looking for the new king in the logical place, heralded by the star they'd seen in the east? Matthew says, when King Herod heard this, he, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. That baby scared them. The idea of a baby king scared them. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, Matthew tells us they were terrified, saying, is that a ghost? And they cried out in fear. 
And do you remember on the first Easter, what was the first reaction to the empty tomb? Fear. Well, because we know the context of these events and something about how things turned out, we tend to forget how unsettling, how scary these events were to the people going through them. But as the writer of the epistle to the Hebrews wrote, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Jesus did not leave his disciples in fear. Matthew tells us he came and touched them saying, get up, do not be afraid. And in his uh, second letter, Peter writes about that significance of that mysterious mountaintop transfiguration event that we marked on this day. When he said that Jesus received honor and glory from God the Father and that a voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory saying, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Then Peter emphasized that he and James and John were eyewitnesses saying, we ourselves heard this voice. The voice come from the heavens when we were with him on the holy mountain. Well, actually now, God said, he only, that's only a partial quote, right? Because what we read in Matthew, God said more than that. He said, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I will plead. And he said, this is my son, listen to him. And that is when the disciples fell to the ground, overcome with fear. And that's when Jesus came and touched them and said, get up, don't be afraid. So now is the time for us to listen to Jesus, to be aware of that calming touch of his voice, encouraging us, you and me, to get up and not be afraid. Because now is the time for us to follow him. Thanks be to God. Whether you find yourself in a transcendent moment on a mountaintop experience or in a dark and lonely valley, get up and do not be afraid. God's word has made known to us the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ like a lamp shining in a dark place, like the new day dawning, like the morning star rising in our hearts. Now may the wisdom of God, the love of Christ, and the peace of the Holy Spirit be with you today, tomorrow, and 